Hello, welcome to the new episode of SupplyCast, the podcast from the Healthcare Supply Association. Today, I have with me Michael Pace. Michael Pace. Michael, thank you for joining me, first of all. Thanks, Bruce. You are Managing Director of London Procurement Partnership. You, you'll, you'd be aware of that already, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just reminding you, in case yes. it slipped your mind, it is a Monday that we're recording this. It, so it, it is a Monday, and it's already been a busy Monday, so yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet it has. I bet it has. Let's start off, first of all, I know because I've done my usual elite research, which means <laughs> that I've gone to your LinkedIn page. So I know that that you've been in uh, procurement for in, of, in different manners and ways and areas and places for a long time. Just give me an idea about how you got into procurement, first of all. Um, so classic um, entrance into procurement was uh, sort of fell into it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I used to work for the post office. Um, so I actually started life as a, as a postman. Brilliant. Uh, Where was that? In Northampton. In Northampton. So, Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So I suddenly realized that getting up that, uh, silly o'clock in the morning and, uh, and carrying quite heavy bags was not going to be the life for me, uh, in terms of delivering the mail. Can I ask you one question first of all, yeah. because I've got my local postman has been kind of the same for a while now. It's the same dude that and i always have a chat with him he's a really lovely guy um what is the deal with postmen wearing shorts even in winter why can't, uh, <laughs> what is the deal with that i mean like yeah. january is in shorts yeah well yeah i suppose that's why i didn't fit the mold because i couldn't do shorts in the in the winter so um yeah yeah go on. but um no i must admit it was uh they were really good employees still part of the public sector uh, at the time yeah. when, I, when i joined so it shows you how many years ago that was um and um yeah they uh, they put a lot of training my way um and then uh, at the end of the, the two years uh cadet system that they had at the time so it's like a youth training scheme uh sort of stuff um they um they offered me to obviously stay as a postman, go as a driver, um, go as what they call postman higher grade at the time, or go and work in the offices. Uh, and I've done some work up in the offices during that that time, and it looked uh, a nice, clean environment. We're wearing people wearing nice suits and everything. I thought, yeah, that, that sounds a bit no more shorts like me. In, no shorts in no, winter. No shorts, no shorts in winter. So I thought, yeah, I go, I go and try that. So um, went and did that. Um, done some different work in the in the different offices. End up working behind the post office counters, so with all the uh, older people coming collecting their pensions on a, I think that was on a Wednesday, and the uh, and the uh, unemployed coming collecting their gyros on a on a Thursday. So uh, yeah, that was always a great experience uh, <laughs> doing that. Um, and then um, yeah, came back and then went to work in the offices. Um, I was working uh, in payroll, uh, and then. Uh, the uh, the business is all split up into letters, counters, and, and parcels. Um, and um, I got asked if I wanted to go and work in the counters business, which I, I did. Um, and rather than just sort of focusing on on payroll, uh, we went into a scheme where we sort of did six months in different departments across finance. And one of those departments was was procurement. Uh, when I landed, when it's my turn to sort of have a go at doing that. I really enjoyed what I was doing and asked my boss if I could stay there for, for another rotation, uh, which she let me do, which was great. Um, so I did that for about a year and um, really started to, to enjoy it. Got um, talking to the, the national uh, procurement team and the post office at the time and tried to understand more about what this role was, was all about and what we needed to do. 
and how we should do things because I, I was at a regional office uh, at that time so yeah even back then they had sort of local and regional and, and national offices uh, in the post office as well um and um yeah got to the end of that next rotation uh and um she said well you know you, you my boss said you need to sort of move on to the onto the next part of the the finance team i said look i really don't want to you know i'm i'm really really enjoying what i'm doing i think i found what i whatever i want to be and what i want mm -hmm. to sort of train in and, and do um and we, we we couldn't find a compromise so i left and that's where i joined the nhs um so joined oxford commercial services as it was back then um and um yeah sort of continued from from there so that's how i sort of got into into procurement and in the nhs and what are the various uh organizations that you work for as you've gone on because <laughs> there's a few isn't there there is before you, yeah. before you got to the hallowed <laughs> ground of the london procurement partnership yeah so um so oxford commercial got taken over by nhs supplies um uh, and then went through sort of various guises there of working uh, at uh, local hospital so I went to work at Kettering Hospital and then from there went to work in in Alfredton as part of the materials management team uh, and then came back and went to work at Milton Keynes uh, and then from there uh, got a promotion to deputy manager at Foz Health so Leicester community effectively um, and then from there got my role as head of procurement at Great Ormond Street uh, and then from there, um, left and went and joined PASA, a purchase supply agency, mm -hmm. uh, worked with, with Duncan Eaton and, and others there. Uh, and I was um, responsible. All, all roads lead to Duncan Eaton. I know, they do, yeah. On this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's, he's one of my non-exec directors today, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Still has, still has lots of influence over lots mm. of things. Um, and yeah, so I joined the uh, e-commerce team uh, in, in PASA. Uh, my role was to look at e-auctions, which was a sort of new technology at the time. So um, yeah, I hope nobody starts looking these things up because they'll start to work out how old I am, which is old. <laughs> um, and um, that was that was really um, that was really interesting. So sort of getting involved with a with a new technology as it was back then and that and um i always remember having a, a conversation with eric and i'm not sure if we, sh we should put this out but I, I'll, I'll i'll say it but um i had this <laughs> conversation with eric and uh he said um he said right these these e-auction things he said uh you know can we run them so i said well the technology works we've got a we've got a category which is tea bags uh i said and the buyer's sort of up for for doing it and everything so we're, we're all good to go i said but um there's nothing in the OG rules about what we can do mm. so he said well do, do the OG rules tell us that we can't do that so i said well no but they don't tell us we can do it so well, as long as they don't tell us we can't do it he said then let's crack on and do it <laughs> so uh yes yeah, so that's what we did so we were um first public sector organization to run an auction um and it was really successful and then the auction program built out from from there uh one thing led to a, to another um and that uh, i suppose that's where i started to sort of look outside um the nhs and in the in the private sector uh, and then there was sort of discussions around the potential breakup of, of PASA or being sold out to the private sector, which obviously did, did in the end to, uh, to DHL. Um, and I just sort of wanted to sort of take a bit more control of my own destiny. Yeah. So, uh, so I left and joined the private sector. I joined uh, a niche uh, procurement consultancy, uh, which did specialise in, in reverse auctions. Um, 
that was a fantastic experience uh working in that that environment um ended up going out to chicago in the us uh so spent five years out there with with them uh the uh, business was going really really well but i suppose we uh like a lot of businesses we were very successful in what we were doing um but didn't realize that the market was was changing around us so uh, mm -hmm. we were sort of doing fully serviced auctions so if you wanted to use our software you had to use our consultants to uh, to do it and then the self-serve market was was coming along and um we didn't think the self-serve market would would take off uh, and unfortunately it did and uh, put the put the company into uh, a bit of a uh, a difficult situation um so had a young family at the time so we decided to come back to to the uk uh, I thought, well, what do I know? I know the NHS. Let's let's jump back in there for until I can sort of get my head around being back in the UK and working out what's going on. So that was my first time at um, LPP. So uh, I came and worked for for Mario. Uh, so I'm sure people who are familiar with HCSA are very familiar Mario Varela. Yeah, oh, I meant to say Eric. Eric. Eric Jackson. Yeah, but just yeah. just for just for people that that, that aren't aware, just to... yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah some of the old old uh big beasts uh that yeah. used to be around um so yeah work for work for mario um and um it was you know really good time uh there was lots of things again usual nhs lots of things changing and happening around us um and i was here for about 18 months uh and that and then got an opportunity to go back out into uh, consultancy and uh, and the private sector so uh, i i took that uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up starting setting up my own my own business. Uh, still around procurement, um, doing a lot of consultancy uh, around that. One thing led to another, and then uh, ended up working for NHS BSA uh, and managing the the contract with uh, DHL, um, which was uh, interesting uh, at the time, uh, especially they just changed the the contract uh, around as well. Um, and then obviously then SECL was formed and creation of the towers and they took the team over at BSA. So I went and worked with, with SECL still as a contractor uh, and that, and they convinced me that I should really come back and be part of the NHS family uh, as an employee, uh, not as a, not as a consultant. So mm -hmm. yeah, okay. It seems to, to make sense. And uh, it was a good move. Uh, and just as I was in the process of doing that, uh, this role, uh, became available i had a couple of uh, contacts in london call me and sort of encourage me to uh, to apply for the role um which I, I did need that push at the time i must admit because i was sort of thinking well i'm sitting in the center world i want to go back to a, a regional role um right. and um so I, I came through the process uh, and then when the chair of the board was a guy called john galston gave me a call and said we'd like to offer you the role um i was a bit surprised uh with my first reaction uh, about being offered the role uh, and that and uh, and john's first question to me was would you do you want the role then it's like yeah yeah definitely do, do want to. i think there was just that <laughs> too yeah, long yeah, of a hesitation yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it was offered um and um yeah came here four years ago uh and um it's been an absolutely fantastic experience and um yeah we've uh, we've we've done a lot we've uh, significantly changed the organization now so it's not just about frameworks we're really getting out and supporting members across london um really trying to understand the changes which are going on around us uh, and more recently we've got quite heavily involved in the social value and sustainability agenda um, and um, more recently sort of looking at people development side of things um, so doing a lot of work with, with HCSA and, uh, and the L&D team there um, looking at the competencies that the uh, 
central commercial function uh, are pushing out and uh, how can we work with them uh, and then looking at how we can develop tools to support LPP but also support our members across London as well so um, yeah some some pretty big things going on uh, and um, yeah it's um, it's it's uh, I keep reminding myself it's very very busy but it's uh, it's all it's a very good busy so, excellent yeah. um it occurs to me that um you've mentioned some as you put it some you know some big beasts of yep. procurement there everybody that have in this podcast and, and i actually was i was you know last episode of supply cast i was actually uh interviewed myself by the hcsa chief officer keith rowley yes. because yeah. it was the 50th episode and i said that um one of the things that really stands out for me is that everybody has um, a mentor that they think of off the top of their head that kind of helped them through their career progression. And I, I made the point at the time, I don't think that necessarily happens in any industries. So before, I don't think I could think of anyone when I was, you know, I started off as, as, as a journalist before I went into communication <laughs> side of things. Um, and I don't think there's anybody I would particularly say, oh yeah, that person really, I've kind of, I, I felt as if I sort of drove myself and I wasn't, I suppose, fortunate enough really to have someone that really felt had to play that role in my career progression, but um, who would you who would come off the top of the head for you? I bet you can think of someone. Yeah, so so it would be Duncan. Yeah, Duncan Eaton. Um, I suppose a little bit like you in my early careers, it was about self motivation and yeah. driving myself, and you know, got myself to to that head of procurement role at Great Ormond Street, um, and then I uh, I went to a, a conference, it might have been a HSA conference. I can't I can't remember which one, but I saw Duncan. Let's say it was. Yeah, 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 definitely <laughs> yeah, was. Definitely let's was. say it was. Definitely was. What brilliant conference that was as well. Yeah, it was. Amazing conference. Um, <laughs> it was. And, um, you know, I just I listened to what he was saying and what he wanted to do with, with Pather at the time and everything. And I was I was quite inspired by it. And um, I went and saw him afterwards and said, um, I'd really be interested in coming and, um, you know, having a secondment with, uh, with Pather and uh, sort of seeing where that goes. And then sort of one thing led to another. And, um, yeah, the next thing I know, I was, uh, I was working for them. Um, mm. And it was, um, yeah, it was a fantastic experience. See, this is why I... One of the first, it must have been one of the first supply cards we did. But I spoke to Duncan Eaton. It was a really good episode, as you might imagine. And I, I um, described him as the Yoda of he is. Procure, he is. NSS procurement. But I mean, he is. I mean, it's you know, part of it is to you know to make people chuckle. But no, I mean, it, he is the amount of people. I, I should keep. I should keep a little hit list of people <laughs> who have mentors. You know. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure Duncan would be quite high up in that list of people that have named him Duncan when it comes yeah. to when it comes to um, that mentor yeah. that he's helped over the over the years, which obviously says a, an enormous amount for Duncan and yeah. what he's contributed to NHS procurement in, 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 in his time. I mean, the amount of like careers of people who are in very senior, important positions such as yourself that will name check Duncan as being the individual yeah. that sort of had the career progression yeah. and you know even when I yeah even when i wasn't in the nhs you know you always felt you could sort of drop him an email or you can talk mm. to him uh, about things so um and I, and I often did and uh certainly did when i came back from the when i came back from the us as well yeah because you mentioned hsa there a little bit i'm going to go into this before i, I ask you a couple of things about that i wanted to about um stuff going on at the moment and stuff that's about tapping in regards to um the london area you obviously sit on the National Council at the HCSA. 
Yep. Uh, there was we had a national council meeting a couple of weeks ago at the PDP. Yep. Event, which I thought was a you know we can't speak too much about it because obviously it's a highly secretive. <laughs> yeah, don't, 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 don't tell anybody about the secret handshake. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, lots of terrific stuff coming. I thought that was a brilliant meeting. I was fortunate enough to be um, sitting in it. Um, uh, an excellent meeting. Lots of discussions about things. Uh, so you've been obviously on the National Council for a while. You speak at the conferences. I believe you're speaking at the uh, winter one as well. Yes. Yeah. Coming up, which is obviously 22nd, 20, 23rd of November. Uh, what, tell me a little bit about how you feel your involvement with HCSA. How important is it to you? What drives your your commitment to doing this extra work for the HCSA? Yeah, so it's it's really important. I think um, it's, I suppose when I started my career, it it was about self-motivation and, and, and driving yourself and, and doing that. And <clears throat> sometimes these days it's, that's not so obvious. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of noise uh, around today. You know, there's lots mm. of distractions uh, as well uh, about different, different things. Uh, and so, you know, I, um, I really want to support the next generation of, you know, procurement professionals coming into, yeah. into the industry and how we can take that forward. So, my role on the National Council was sort of, uh, I suppose, a way to make sure that I could make sure I got involved in the in the L and D side uh, of mm -hmm. things, um, which I have done, um, and really enjoy working with the team there and, and looking at how we're trying to take those sorts of things forward now. And you know, the the learning passports, the training courses that we've we're, we're putting on. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, um, I suppose, with with London, um, there's always been a sense of community in London, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it tended to be, you know, people that, you know, you, you came through the, your career with, you know, so I knew, you know, everybody that sort of came into London as head of procurement when I was, was there, I, I know all them and we sort of grown up together and, you know, we've done things and that, and you know, that community, but I didn't really know anybody behind those leaders. Uh, and I thought, actually, you know, we really want to get a sense of community back you know in, yeah. in this and uh, and really drive this and, and again it's a very competitive world out there at the minute you know it's it's hard to attract the right talent uh into nhs and into procurement and it's even harder once you get them in to to keep them in there so um again part of it is trying to bring that london community to, together um through my job uh, and through hcsa as well and uh, and if we can do that and, and create a community where you know if I haven't got somebody in my team and I haven't got the right role, but they're the right person to, to move on. Then, you know, I'm encouraged that I can support somebody else in, in London sure. uh, with that person. I can support that person in their career. So yes, it's a, it's a loss to me because I'm losing that a good individual, mm. but actually overall it's great for the system because we're keeping them in the NHS and keeping them in, in procurement. I should um, point out that when talking about the the kind of the next generation of procurement individuals, procurement leaders, that uh, there's currently a offer going on that the uh, HCSA trustees were very keen on and have put forward, which is the offering of 200 free tickets, uh, one-day tickets and, and, and two-day tickets as well, to the conference to the winter conference um, yep. with the particular, with the particular idea that obviously part of that is about investing back into the procurement community, which is something that, yeah. that the HSA is very, very keen on. 
And also, in addition to that, um, there's a desire that hopefully the people that are, are pushed forward to take those that, that those free tickets availability will be uh, less senior individuals that are making yep. their way up the path, just like you did uh, yep. back in the day. Um, so, so that's all. That's obviously another thing that's a key part of what we're talking about here. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's really great, and it's great that the trustees have been able to support something like that as well. So, um, you know, I know with with Pav, who's my joint lead in, in London, we've been pushing really hard. Um, you know, when the uh, the, the the usual leads uh, across London have been looking for tickets, it's like, well, you know, you can afford to pay for the tickets, but I can give you some free tickets if you bring some some junior exactly. members along. Yeah. Um. So uh, so that's that's sort of the the approach that we've adopted. Um. I'm not sure if that's gone down too well sometimes with some of the some of the people, but um. Everybody has responded to it, and um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got quite a good um. I think we've got quite a good turnout coming up from London uh, for a change, mm. uh, which is really, really great. We've certainly had an excellent influx in uh, recently of new members from the London area. It's been terrific. Um, we've, had a, we've had a big influx full stop of members, which is great to see. Um, but the London area has certainly been well represented recently in terms of that. Um, if anybody listening uh, wants any additional details of those um, those free tickets, they are available, obviously, on the HSA website, which is uh, nhsbecurement.org.uk. Talking about the HSA conference coming up, that will obviously include, 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 that will include, <laughs> <Yeah>. include, <laughs> uh, that will include the uh, awards dinner where we announced yeah. the winners. We've announced the shortlist was announced last week. You can find uh, details of that in your would have been in your weekly news update we've put it out on social and you and you will be able to find them in the members area on the web on the uh, hsa website and it also will be going in the uh, public area of the website now you do have a, a couple of teams that have been uh, acknowledged in the shortlist yes. don't you Michael? yeah yeah what so teams are they so it's our states team and our medicines optimization and pharmacy procurement team so uh yeah so quite excited for for both teams uh, and that, and to get that record, well, just to get recognition that um, yeah. you know we've been shortlisted, so it's uh, it's really good. Well, as we say in the mission statement at HCSA, one of the things that we do is seek to celebrate NHS yeah. procurement and supply chain professionals, um, and obviously the awards is the bedrock yeah. of that. So it's great to see that it's still it's received in such a uh, you know a positive thing as being a you know as being like a marker for how um, teams are performing and individuals are performing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. And I know the, the two teams are, are really excited uh, about it. So uh, they keep trying to convince me to buy them tickets to come up to uh, HSA as well. So I might, I might have to relent. <laughs> uh, one thing that, uh, before we, we leave the middle section of the podcast and go on to the um, design and supplies part at the end, that I wanted to ask you about was there was two things actually. One of them was about the fact that I know that you're uh, setting up an event of your own, which yes. is going to have some original event that's going to have some awards that I know you're working on at the moment. Yep. Um, before we get on, before we get onto that, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the um, the recent breaking news about the fact that the cabinet office will now be looking to rubber stamp and approve clinical and non-clinical spending over 10 million pounds. Yep. Now, this is obviously news that's come out 
recently. Um, I do, uh, schedules permitting, I am due to have Jackie Rock on Supplycast uh, very, very soon, in which I'll obviously talk to her about this as well. I wanted to talk to you about it because obviously this is being trialled in the London region. Yes. Yeah. So this is something that you're going to have the first, lucky you, you're going to have the first experience of how this is going to work and, and, you know, presumably it's it's all on you to to make it work, Michael. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, How do you feel? How how do you feel about it? I mean, when you heard that, um, Um, what were the feelings about that? Yeah. So I think, um, I say so. In terms of how we're trying to collaborate and how we're coming together, I can sort of understand some of these controls and, and looking at some of those controls uh, and really forcing the issue in terms of how we come together and, and what we do. And I, and I think there's lots of really great work to do it. So, do we actually need somebody to sort of bang the drum and, and tell us to, to do this? Yeah, you could argue for or or, or against mm-hmm. um but i think the principles of what what you're looking to do uh could be good and you know it is a complex market out there you know um there's lots of competing frameworks out there um obviously i'm i'm part of that system you know we put lots of frameworks out there you know i would say my frameworks are different and uh you know we we look at the nhs more because we're, we're in the nhs family uh and that um so I can get from that point of view of trying to sort of clean the landscape a little bit, make uh, easier buying routes to, to market. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, again, the, the way that, um, you know, we, we're going about this, it's almost like a, a sledgehammer to crack a nut uh, in mm-hmm. some respects. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens over the pilot. Um, you know, uh, frameworks are impacted as well as, as contracts. So anything that my team do now, we've got to go through those controls. To be fair, we've been working with those controls in terms of our partnership with um, Crown Commercial Solutions mm-hmm. with, um, with the Workforce Alliance. Uh, and that's the only frameworks we do through the Workforce Alliance have to go through these controls already. So uh, CCS can ratify them mm-hmm. uh, on there. So, we're, so we've got some, some knowledge uh, around that. But um, yeah, we're, we've put a team together and we're working really closely with, with Jackie and, and Jackie's team uh, for the pilot sites uh, in London. Uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll be there to uh, support members when the pilot moves, moves on. Um, there's supposed to be a review at the end of the pilot at the end of March. Um, you know, let's see what happens over the next mm-hmm. few months uh, and, and what we get back out of there. You know, um, maybe some of the limits may be increased. Uh, I think there's probably a lot more that happens in the NHS uh, in those values than what people realise. So it's not just about procurement and what's you know been put on the procurement work plans. There's there's lots of other spends uh, in lots of other areas, and mm-hmm. you know, I've been having some conversations with some of the CFOs across London. Um, one of them was was this morning actually, and uh, you know just trying to understand some of the nuances. So you know what is meant by uh, an OBC, what is meant by an FBC. So we know it's an out out outward uh, outline business case and a final business case but actually you know they are in different places and different trusts depending on on what your trust governance is uh, as well so there's lots of things that we've got to we've got to work out uh, through this and and how we do it um but i think in terms of the the aims of it you know trying to clean up the procurement landscape you know trying to sort of bring a bit more control into things i think the principles uh, are, are good principles i'm just not so sure about the way it's being executed at the minute that's a that's uh, a very honest answer. 
uh, yeah, magnif- I was going to say magnificently diplomatic, <laughs> uh, which I think it is. Um, but uh, no, I mean, listen, that's the point of having a trial area, isn't it? To, yeah. Yeah. Um, to see see what comes up, iron out any wrinkles that need to be wrinkled, and, and all those um, the sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so thanks for that. Thanks for 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 addressing that because that's obviously a, a very hot topic as we speak. Literally, I want to talk to you a little bit about the regional thing you've got that you're setting up. Yes. Uh, I had a little chat yeah. about you already at the at PDP. We had a chat about it. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit about that because it's it sounds quite exciting what you've been working on there. Yeah. So. Um... Well, you know, there's been a drive from from HSA to sort of get um, more members regionally, and and what we're doing. So I've been working with um, we have uh, as my joint lead in in London, and we've been working with our HSA colleagues uh, across the South regions as well. Um, and um, you know, we really wanted to find a way as well as just sort of encouraging members to to join to really give them something to look forward and and really try and kick off something that we can not just sort of you know, send out newsletters or anything, but really have an active uh, engagement with them. Um, Mm -hmm. So we thought the best way to do that would be to create our own local regional conference. Um, So along with our our colleagues in the South, we've got a date of the 20th of April. Um, So it's a little way out, but there's quite a lot of organisers as I'm I'm discovering very, very quickly. So massive respect for for CAF and the team in terms of the winter conference. There's, There's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes than what uh, and what you realize um yeah. but um we've got a we've got a venue booked it's the hilton at, at canary wharf um we're starting to put the agenda together so we want to make sure it's very topical um we're looking at, at, at the people plan um you know training development uh, sustainability and social value and, and we'll be having lots of other uh topics similar to to that um so yeah so we're, we're looking forward to that like i say it's uh, we're at the very early stages we've we've got the date we've got the venue and uh, now we're looking to to fill it up and uh hopefully we can encourage members to come along and um help us discuss you know what they would like to see from us from uh, from other regional events as well once we get that kicked off well that sounds terrific very exciting uh, i should point out by the way that you a number of occasions you've mentioned the fact that you obviously work closely with pav that's pav devsi Yes. Um, just want to point out that uh, obviously I did. Uh, uh, Pav actually was on Supplycast. Uh, again, I got a feeling it was in the early-ish days, possibly. But it's really worth um, listening to that podcast as a as a kind of uh, as a kind of allied podcast to this one. Uh, yeah. And then you'll get a, you'll get a full view of of the uh, mind hive at work there at London Human <laughs> Partnership. <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna now gonna uh, rattle you on to the final part of the podcast, which, as ever, is Desert Island Supplies, which means you've come through the you've come through the sort of meaty section of the podcast unscathed. Cool. I hope. <laughs> um, I think I think you have. So off you go, Desert Island Supplies. Uh, regular listeners know that that means that you're about to pick a luxury item, a music album and a film to take on the desert island they're the only ones you'd have so you've kind of you've got to pick you know the only album you'll ever listen to the only film you'll be able to watch from now on and uh, the luxury item is the the sub luxury item that you will have on there to accompany on your stay on the island so we start with luxury item michael so the uh, the, the luxury item would probably be a car uh, I'm a bit of a, a petrol head, although I'm trying to get a bit more eco-friendly, and I've got an electric car on 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 order. Um, oh, 
Well, well, yeah. well done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, if it if it ever arrives, because it keeps being delayed with uh, well, I suppose everybody's trying to order a car. It's, it's, ha- it's having to be delayed. charged. That's why. Yeah, it's probably so is. Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So uh, yeah, if I had if I had free reign to get anything, it would be a, an Audi R8. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a car that um, I aspire to uh, to get to for for a long long time. But you, um, you, you'll uh, whiz round like you're going around like on a D- Daytona Beach, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. imagine you do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that uh, that's probably I, not going to happen now. But um, hopefully, I can get close to it with a, with the electric experience. So um, I'm already picturing the image, Michael. You're you're <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're you're driving around your desert island. Uh, and I guess, uh, you know, let's say what you're listening to while you're driving around. What's the, um, you're setting an image up here. So, yeah, so <laughs> it would probably be, uh, sort of more the, the classic Motown stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, a band that I was really into back in the day was the Fat Pack Band. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably giving loads away here now when people start looking that, that <laughs> band up, um, <laughs> So yeah, that would that would probably be something that would be on on repeat uh, in yeah. the in the car. And obviously, if it's in a if it's on a sunny island, then it would obviously be a cabriolet as well. So brilliant, yeah. <laughs> I like you thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> and I you were saying another one of the um, uh, you know uh, young leaders that you've got there at London Becoming Punch of Joe Rocker yeah. also has been on Supply Cast. Uh, Joe's also part of our little unit that we have of future leaders that we um, ch- meet with and, 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 and chat with to talk about engagement with uh, less senior professionals. And uh, so that's also another supply class that people can listen to. So another little uh, accompaniment to this one. Yeah, yeah. And we're bringing Joel up to the winter conference as well. So uh, he's, it's the first time he's been, so he's really excited about coming. Uh, and he, he's, he's really excited about the Future Leaders Programme. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Really Fantastic. Good. Brilliant. Uh, so you've got that. And now... Now we're looking at what film you're going to take. What film I'm going to take? God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it already. I don't know what you're making yourself laugh with the choice here. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've got three. I've got three kids, and um, they're all grown up and, and left home now. But uh, yeah. yeah, the amount of Disney films that I've watched with with them over the years. Um, It'd be quite easy to say one then, but my 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 secret to go to was the Blues Brothers. Right. Of course, oh, well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it makes perfect sense. Blues Brothers is actually a, is is a uh, film that we is is one of our repeat films. It's what a film it? that we've had before. I can't remember exactly who it was. Yeah. But um, we have definitely at least had at least one person, not surprisingly, uh, mentioned the Blues Brothers as the uh, as the film they would take. Yeah, who it was. I don't want to say someone and it's not them and then <laughs> have to edit this bit out. So I'm not going to step on that out. But we have had the Blues Brothers before. Um, covers everything as well, doesn't it? Because you've got great music, incredible soundtrack. Yep. Uh, yep. A great movie in its own right. Yep. So it sounds like you've definitely built up an, you've definitely built up an image here. <laughs> you, go, <laughs> you go around this island. <laughs> it's definitely about um, Michael you have you have survived supply cast thank you this is, this is, you have gotten to the end of it uh, I know how I know how busy you are I know how busy it is down there especially with you know now you've got the pilot program and everything 
Um, so thank you very much for finding the time to do no, this. No worries. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Bruce. And um, again, you know, if you want to hear more from Michael, he will be speaking at the Winter Conference 22nd, 23rd of November. Remember, there's those 200 free tickets, which um, we would encourage less senior individuals to take up um, so that we're feeding into investment into the new blood of procurement. And uh, I think we're done. And congrats to everyone that was shortlisted in the awards last week as well. Yeah, congratulations to everybody. It's um, I know how much work my team were putting in uh, on there, and um, we didn't get shortlisted for everything we we put in there. But um, no, I know it takes a lot of work to uh, to get that done. So well done to everybody that has been shortlisted. So that's uh, that's a win in itself. Very high quantity and quality of entries this year, which is fantastic. Uh, and that's up for today. So I hope you can join me on the next episode of Supplycast. Bye. Thank you.